Abigail Andre. Abigail has always been the fun, bubbly person you see on screen, but that person, like you and me, is also a personality. Being kicked out of school at 15 and being told by teachers that she would never fulfill her potential, that left Abigail with a desire to be the best version of herself. And her content with She Talks Cars, that takes consumer advice to a new level. I promise you, when you listen to this episode, you'll get a sense of the real her and a glimpse behind that TikTok curtain. And a little surprise, it's not all that it's played up to be. Just a quick one. Thank you for clicking on the episode. I just wanted to ask if you haven't already, please click follow or subscribe wherever you are listening. It massively helps the podcast reach more people and grow. I want this to be a community that will help one another. So by clicking that button, you're helping the podcast reach new audiences. Thank you. This is my brain. And that's just where it comes from. It's just me being myself and then just trying to be more of myself. Like Jeremy Clarkson, I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be my, I am myself. I want to do my own thing. To create, you have to make space for it. So how do you do it? You've got to perform at a higher level, right? You've got to be able to, like you say, cope with stress and think outside, you say, think outside the box and stuff and look at, look at different ways of doing things and how to maintain at that level as well. It's not just hitting that level. Because if you just hit that level once, there's no balance to it. But if you're able to hit it consistently, like you say, you can create more, you can do more, you can be, you can be the best version of you in a not a really cringy way. If you're really serious about building a brand, you're really serious about about this being a job. You have to invest. Abigail, welcome to the podcast. How are we? I'm good, thanks, Harry. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm Gary, good thing. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. And so a question I'd like to start off with is what ignited your passion for cars? Can I be honest? I don't actually, I can't actually pinpoint the exact moment, but since I was a kid, I've always been massively into cars. And if I was going to really dig deep and think about it, it's probably come from my dad and my uncles because they were all into their cars and still are. Sure. And so what was it like early experiences that sort of brought out the, um, the passion really? seeing my uncles and my dad's passions for cars they've always liked luxury cars everything from Mercedes to BMW to Rolls Royce everything they've always been massively into them and also where I'm from Bradford is very very car orientated so there's a very good and big car culture here everything from modified cars to luxury cars everything so I think People around me and definitely my environment growing up is or was instrumental in me loving cars. So yeah, yeah. so that's what it was. Yeah. Perfect. And you've mentioned, I think before in other other interviews that you started off at VW. You worked in the sales there. So what was that like as a as a job? Yeah, so I've never worked in car sales actually, although I'm sure I'd be quite good at it. <laughs> but um, no, no, I worked for uh, customer services for the importer, so BW UK and Audi UK. So I never actually saw customers, but dealt with them about ten years ago. Or so now, um, but yeah, I did that for a few years. That gave me a lot of experience with cars and kind of gave me that base of good knowledge that I use in my content and refer to. Perfect. And so when did you start maybe having your own sort of ideas of maybe I want to do something with cars as an idea? Where, where did the channel spark from? Where did the channel spark from? Well, I never expected it, Harry, to be honest. It, it's not something that was in the plan. Like I've always been into business and I, I have my own business. And in lockdown, it had to shut. And yeah. at the time, I mean, I've still got it now, but it's going back soon. I've got a Range Rover Evoque and I had endless amounts of problems with it because it was the new shape and sometimes yeah. there are teething problems. And I had a few too many, really, and I kept getting these wicked courtesy cars. And it just occurred to me one day, obviously, my business is show. I can do a little bit of online stuff, but not loads. I can't be in my clinic. So it just occurred to me, do you know what? I'm going to film these cars yeah. because I'm getting some wicked cars. People can't exactly go out and test drive cars anymore, but they still buy cars. They still need them. So I'm getting all these wicked cars. I'm going to just review them and I'm just going to do it for fun. I'm not going to monetize it. That was not the goal. Never, never was the goal. It was literally, I just want to do something fun that I can enjoy and that's it. And that's what I did. And it has actually grown into a job, but it did start completely just as a hobby, just, just filming courtesy cars that I got. 
And your, you see, your style is very sort of, I'd say, crazy and wacky, if I may. Um, when did you, yeah. When, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did you come up with that? So is it just you as a person or is it sort of a thing you're trying? I mean, how did that come about? I mean, I'm not going to encourage you to do that because they're not particularly good. But if you want a good laugh, um, my initial videos back on YouTube were quite, I'd say, more serious because I was, you know, trying to get across a lot of information. Um, but the more that you do something and the more that you start to understand platforms and start to understand kind of what kind of content you want to create in all different platforms, yeah. um, you start to develop your own style. And it's very important for me that, how I create and what I put out is authentic to me and also mm. helpful or entertaining to other people. So naturally I am like this. This is my personality. I'm not putting it on just for social media. Don't get me wrong. You do amp things up a tiny bit in some, you know, in some areas being truthful, but this craziness is just me as a person. It's not a persona. It's not something that I put on. This is my brain. And that's just where it comes from. It's just me being myself and then just trying to be more of myself. Because it sounds weird, um, but sometimes when you're trying to convey information or you're outside of your comfort zone, it can be quite difficult to be yourself. You feel like you've got to be something different and you don't at all. And the more that you are yourself, the more the audience grows because they feel like they're really connecting with the real you. And, you know, it's important to be authentically you so that you continue to do this stuff and enjoy what you're doing. Yeah, and okay, a weird question. Who is the real you? The real me is um, many things. I'm not just one thing. I'm a multifaceted, crazy Abigail. That's what I am. But I, I love being that, and I think everybody should be themselves. And the more that I am myself, the more other people feel comfortable to be themselves, and that's very important to me. So I always try and be myself. Brilliant. And where does that? Yeah. So where does I mean? Where does that authenticity come from? When do you? Where's that sort of importance to be authentic? Um, that's a really good question. To be fair, Harry, I'd say just taking you back a few years, just a few. Um, when I was at primary school, I didn't really have loads of friends. I was always on my own. Um, often excluded out of things. And I think that when you grow up like that, and being the weirdo. Because I was, and I mean, I still am. Um, yeah. You kind of don't want to ever make other people feel like that. And not only that, you also want to feel authentically good in your own skin. I, you know, as a kid, I would always try out different things and sometimes be a bit of what I was not. And it doesn't make you happy. It, it doesn't, you know, you don't meet the people that are your people by trying to be something you're not. So as I've grown older, much before like, I've started my career doing it's important to me to always be authentic. It's something that I struggle with as a child and have really fought to just be myself. But you've also got to understand who you are. Go on that self-discovery journey. And yeah, and, you know, the more that you learn about yourself and practice being authentically you, the more that you are. But yeah, it's very important. I think it should be important to everybody, really. Yeah, no, brilliant. And to the other side of your sort of content, when did you decide that, Obviously, you had this Angels in Evokes, but when did you decide you wanted to go a bit more off-piste with the new stuff, the EVs, the hybrids, the, the hydrogen cars, if you may? Yeah. Um, to be fair, uh, I never really... I know some people only review like luxury cars or some people only do classics or bangers or whatever. I just reviewed whatever I could get my hands on. It started yeah. out with luxury stuff because I've got Range Rover, so, of course, I get whatever the dealership's got. But the other stuff, obviously, EV is very interesting. That's I love new tech not just to do with cars but i love anything new yeah and at the end of the day there's a lot of people that can't access an ev and they're looking to somebody that they can trust that's going to be honest about things and that's where i feel like i'm in because i again being authentic as me i also want to be authentic about what i'm talking about and my genuine opinions so yeah ev is something that people are not sure about and is new and exciting so that's why ev and then things like the, the Toyota Mirai, so the hydrogen. Um, I was actually filming loads of cars. I was at the Toyota Lexus press office uh, down south. And yeah, there was they, they had loads of cars there. I mean, literally, that car is like, that, that place is like a haven for cars, for a car yeah. person. There's everything from petrol, diesel, hybrid. And then obviously they've got uh, the Mirai. And I was just really interested in it. I love new stuff. And I'd never driven a hydrogen car before. I just want to try new experiences and share them with others. So I don't really care what it is. I just want to try it all. And obviously 
EV hydrogen is part of all. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's why. With your with your content, what has been the sort of pinch me moments or the sort of um, best of best of best of the best for you so far? Harry, without sounding, I don't know how to put this. I feel like every moment is a pinch me moment, really, because okay. just all these things have been happening and you do think wow me all right then I like to say yes to as many things as possible where I can obviously I can't say yes to everything but I do try and say yes to things but the the biggest pinch moments are probably Goodwood I've wanted to go there like seven years a long time and then to be able to go with um, you know wonderful people with with brands and be able to experience hospitality and the hill climb like that to me was, I mean, the, the skin was so pinched. I must have looked like I was a corpse. I was just, I absolutely just, yeah, that was massive pinch me. But there's been loads. Even just getting sent a car has pinched me because there's a time where I couldn't. Yeah. So there's a lot of, of, of pinch me and I'm grateful for all the moments, all of them. That's great. I mean, that's an amazing sort of a humility you have there just, just to be able to accept the gratitude of just being able to do it. We love um, and yeah, Goodwood's amazing. Having been when I was younger, it was it was it's so sort of sensory. Everything's going on. You're just like, yeah. that's new. That what's the, you you pulled in so many different directions. It's brilliant. That is yeah. so true. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect description, Harry. To be honest, like I'm a bit better. That's oh. the best word. So yeah, yeah. You hear something go up, up the hill, and you're like, do you sort of turn around? You have a conversation with someone. Wait a second, and then just oh, yeah. No, it's, it's great. Literally, yeah, yeah you bring like the McChurch, the fan car that went up there. It's, oh, that was insane. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on to sort of um, oh the maybe the joys of sort of social media. How do you navigate the the positivity and the negativity, and how do you deal with all that? Because you seem so sort of carry yourself so well. So how, does that sort of carry into your personal life as well? Um, the positives and the negatives. Um, uh, it, it's hard because it depends on which angle you're looking at, really. Um, what do you mean by the positives and negatives? Like, because it's my business now or like just in general or as someone who's putting themselves out there? Like, in what way? I think that's what I'm trying to, trying to get at. Is if I, looking at me, if, say if I wanted to start a YouTube channel, what would you say sort of were the positives and negatives of going into that sort of creator economy? Okay, that's, that's a good question and one that is very pressing. Um, I think that the positives are definitely finding your people I've met some amazing people I get to have conversations with people like you Harry that are you know genuine people who care about cars in, in whatever you know in whatever respect whether it's you know EV people or petrol heads or, or classic classic car lovers you get to meet people who love the thing that you love so I love that because you can't always find that where you live you can't always find that face to face or in your area and the internet is just the perfect place to find your people and I love that especially because you know I, I literally can't shut up about cars everyone's sick of it so apart from my people right so that's the really positive aspect of it a uh, positive aspect is things like the pinch me moments uh, being able to you know earn a living from it is a really blessed thing to be able to do and to be able to have amazing experience and drive different cars it, you know you know these are people's dreams and I understand that and I'm very blessed to be able to to do something that I love but also something that's so like mad like sometimes you do think this is bad so that's the positive um main thing though is community because the community have, have been absolutely fantastic to me and I love them to bits um, the negatives are things like workload could be high. Um, you can get burnt out of it as a creator. You can find people trying to take sometimes advantage of you when you get to a certain level. And also, it, it, you've got to have a really thick skin. So if, if you don't, you can fall prey to a lot of negativity because especially on TikTok, there's some crazy trolls out there. I don't mean those cute things with fluffy hair, um, you know, that you put at the end of your pencil. I mean, like, literally you know people that will personally attack you even though they've never met you they're doing it behind the screen there's a lot of keyboard warriors and that can sometimes get people down and I speak to a lot of creators at all different levels and another thing that gets a lot of people down is if they put their heart and soul into a creation let's say a video or photograph or any sort of media that they're putting out YouTube video for example they might get quite upset or disappointed if it doesn't get the response that they want and 
it, it's all it's a very big mental health journey doing any business or, or putting out any content it, it, it teaches you a lot of lessons and there is good in everything but the, you know you've got to have a mindset of everything can't always be rosy all the time and if I've got a negative what is it teaching me that's really important hey there I want to give a huge thank you to this episode sponsor, Forge Motorsport. They are all about instilling confidence and enabling performance in everything they do. And the point of this podcast is to help those listening forge the love of cars. So, lucky podcast listeners, you are getting 15% off parts, tuning and more to help you and your car perform confidently. To get that 15% off, visit www.ignitionpod.com or you can find the code in the show notes below. The code doesn't include brakes, but don't let it stop you from heading over there and making your project feel more race car than pace car. Forge Motorsport, thank you again for sponsoring the podcast and helping people do more with their passion for cars. Now, with that being said, back to the episode. Yeah, it was brilliant. Just take the lessons, don't just take the negativity, you take what you can learn and the learnings from that as well. Yeah. But it can be easier said than done, especially if you're experiencing like a show of the negative like I do feel for people and this isn't just massive creators um it's not just people who are doing this as a job it's people who are are doing this for fun as well like it affects everybody at whatever level the positive and the negative so those are the positives and the negatives you just kind of got to learn to ride the waves and it can be an emotional roller coaster I understand not just for me but for anybody that that's creating so just be prepared for that yeah, and you mentioned you mentioned the community. So, what the the importance of building that community? How is it best to engage with them? And what what were you looking for when you set up start a community? Does it just happen overnight, or is it something that you thought about? Um, when I started doing TikTok stuff, it was more about how can I help people. Like, don't get me wrong, it's still how can I help people on YouTube, mm. but I'm talking about a specific part that not everybody may be looking for or looking at. So, there's kind of a certain amount of help that you can do with you know one particular car whereas when i'm talking about bigger issues like how to purchase how to lease these things yeah um there's um you know what how to save money on fuel anything like that you're helping so many more people because it's not so specifically about this particular car this particular model that somebody's looking to buy so that's how i started the community and to me like I won't pair, pair up with any brands that that you know I don't think are good for my community. I won't show any any like ads or anything like that to to, to my community if I don't agree with them. Like yeah. as much as you know, I may be offered money by a company or whatever is important for me to protect the community that I've built. I think that's really important. Doesn't matter how big you get, doesn't matter or how small you are, whatever. Always be authentic to the people who put you there. Always be authentic to your community and serve them. So a lot of people come into content creation. I mean, I'm very new to it still, but they're more about, oh, look at me with this car. That is not serving a community. How can you help those people? Are you educating them or are you entertaining them? Because if it's just you being the big I am, that's not entertaining or helping anybody. So it's all about the why. Why are you doing it? How can you serve the community? If you're serving a particular need or answering particular questions, you will find a community that gravitates towards that. Yeah. And, you know, well, yeah, that, that's your community. That's how you create a community, by helping others and, you know, doing specific targeted stuff. For example, you know, maybe, for example, you were a motorbike person and you want to help people pass their motorbike license. Yeah. So you specifically talk about that. That's a community that you're going to attract because they're the people that you're helping. I guess it's, it's, it's being authentic and adding value. And I'm guessing that's like you must have learned from starting the first business that you started was that, you know, you attract people, customers, the communities by giving value and being, like you say, authentically used. It's like having a, having a brand that you can work off of and grow. So I guess another part I wanted to ask about is the, the fashion side of your um, your videos. Oh, yeah. um, when did that come about? And was that just, was it by accident or was it something that you actually just thought, I know, I've got a bright blue catering, let's wear a nice bright blue dress. So I used to be a fashion designer and I did actually study fashion before I dropped out. So that's why I like fashion and how I'm into fashion. So that's not a new thing for me, liking clothes. Um, but the whole matching thing came about because somebody that I know, uh, Lee Collins of Revelo Automotive, I've seen some work with him and he's a really astute 
very switched on businessman that, that has had a marketing company like he's in automotive but he's done all yeah. sorts of stuff and he kind of mentioned it to me and said it'd be a good idea so i'm totally not taking ownership of that idea i'm giving the credit where it's due he said that Fair i enough. didn't do it straight away and then i got i think it was a lime green yeah lime green Vauxhall Mucky E. I thought, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I just did it. And then now I keep doing it. And don't get me wrong, it's not easy. Like, I'm not like, oh, yeah, let me just look through my, you know, my rainbow wardrobe. Like, some of these car colors, you're just like, how am I going to match that? But somehow you always do it. I love that kind of challenge. So that's how it came about. It is deliberate. It's not easy. And it's worth doing because it, it's fun. So, no, no problems with those color changing and BMWs then. That's not something that you've got. No, I, don't know, know, I, I, I just I, okay, the amount of clothes that I'm buying is just obscene <laughs> I try and shop clever though now like I do look in charity shops I do try and buy used stuff because I just think well this isn't really helping the environment is it Abigail come on <laughs> all these clothes uh, I'm helping the shop's margins but not the environment so I do try and I'm trying to you know get rid of other clothes so I'm working nice. on it Oh, it's brilliant that you're thinking about the whole sustainability thing and the fact that in all aspects, even the clothes you wear, it's just like the cars you review and also the clothes. It's brilliant. It's a whole, it's a whole theme running through it. Yeah. Yes, there is a theme. <laughs> right, brilliant. And, and sort of going so going forward, if, um, is there like sort of hopes, aspirations? Was there a sort of plan for um, Chi Talks cars? Was there or is there? Because there wasn't and obviously now there is. <laughs> maybe, maybe what is the plan then? What is the plan? The plan is I would really love to be a TV presenter. I would really love to help people with their cars in any way that I can. And that's always been the mission. How can I help people either educationally? So I want to keep doing that and build my platforms further. Or how can I entertain people? And to me, yeah. that's really important that I'm doing those things. So I, I want to be on TV. I want to help people as much as I can and just looking for different ways to do that. Um, also, I just want to continue to build my platforms, but the goal is to be the best at what I do and that's and, and be the best that I can be. Um, that's, the, that's the goal. I want to be the, the super car blondie, but the everyday car blondie, really, a bit greyy um, of, of the UK. I mean, I love Alex and what she does, but what I do is different. But I, I want to be off the stratosphere. That's that's the goal. And help that's... as many people as possible with their car purchases. Like there's no better feeling, Harry. As much as it's nice that I do this for work, there is no better feeling to this day than someone messaging you saying, Thanks for that. You helped me. That's why I bought that car. You've managed to save me X amount. You've managed to get me cheaper insurance. You've managed to help me make a decision and it was the right one. Or you helped me buy my mum's car or anything like that. Yeah. Knowing that you actually had that level of impact or you know people have learned about cars through you that they didn't know before and now maybe they can i don't know confidently go into a dealership those things those nuggets are the real currency they're the real gold because like that's not got a price you've actually helped somebody and you've never even met them and that's important so yeah to me anything that allows me to reach that goal is, you know, and, conti and continues the success that I've had um, and continues, you know, helping others is, 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 is the goal really. No, it's, in it's, a it's, nutshell, yeah. in a big nutshell. Um, yeah. In a ways you can pay yourself supercar blondie. Is anyone else you'd like to come, not to compare yourself to, but anyone that you like to sort of watch, learn from, look at uh, copy, not copy, but go, I like the doing, doing that. What can I, how can I apply that to my own content? Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't do this with automotive uh, creators because I find that if you do that, if you look too much at what other people are doing, you're going to end up doing the same thing. I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to be my, not that there's anything wrong with anybody else. It's just I am myself. I want to do my own thing. The people that I like, I like Martin Lewis. I like Jeremy Clarkson. Obviously, Martin Lewis is not in the world of automotive. Um, and, you know, they're two people that I like. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll look for inspiration everywhere. Um, 
it's more to me about personal development than looking at what other people do. I'll tell you what else I do like, though. I do like Rowan Atkinson. I like looking at what people are doing outside of what I'm doing. I don't want to see what other automotive people are doing because as as amazing I'm sure that it is, I don't want to feel influenced by it. I want to have my own thing. I want it to be my own style. And you can't help but subconsciously be influenced by watching others. So I just try and avoid it where possible. No, it's great. There's a, there's a, I can't remember what it's called, river jumping or something. And it's the okay. idea, it's the idea that if you're going to approach a task, you look at how an accountant would do it or how a boxer would do it. And mm. so saying, I'm going to start filming a video. Now, how would a boxer film this video? Or how would an accountant film this video? And it just is a nice way to sort of change your mindset when looking at stuff. That sounds really cool, actually. I like that. River jumping. Yeah, river jumping, river hopping or something. I think you mentioned self-development. So that's something I, I quite like as well. I look, I read, I read into that sort of stuff. But yeah. Oh, okay. What kind of stuff do you like? Um, James Clear. He's got great, so like Atomic Habits. That's a great book to, to read. I'll have a look at that one. Um, there's a book right behind me called, if it was all about mindset and reframing the way you look at things. And something that really helped me early on was how to, how to stop worrying and start living. Dale Carnegie and that's that's another one as well oh is that Dale Carnegie yeah oh really he's cool Dale Carnegie is in Dale Carnegie linked to Napoleon Hill Dale Carnegie like think and grow rich yes wow okay I've already read some of his stuff but I've never read that I love to learn about this stuff. It's interesting that you say about um, how would a boxer do this how would an accountant do this because the people that I really love to look at and the people that I'm really inspired by are athletes yeah. and people who make music. So, okay, well. I'd really, yeah, yeah. Like I like to look at them and what they're doing and how they're applying things in their life because they've got to perform at a high level and they've got to do it with high stress and they've got to have stamina. So if I'm filming, for example, um, I need to have those qualities. So I look at who's the best doing what I want to do. And that is, it's always those two, two categories of people, rappers and athletes. That's amazing. <laughs> so yeah. that's, yeah, I know it's random, but it's just, I'm very interested in how high performance people do certain things because I need to perform highly and I have a barrier to that. I, I don't want to call it a barrier, but I'm just going to say a spade to spade because I've got uh, ADHD uh, and you know things that, that prevent me from performing as highly as let's say other people and you know overcome these barriers because I believe that you can so yeah. yeah that's why I always look at these people so these books are and 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 theories are interesting so I'll have a look I'm always wanting to find out more about this stuff yeah and you listen to any podcasts because I have some great recommendations as well I listened to obviously I subscribe to yours Oh, but I you. listen to Diary of a CEO. Yeah. Oh, is that was that <laughs> what you're going to recommend? That um, and the high the high performance podcast as well. Yeah, I've listened to them both. Of course you have. Yeah, I've yeah. To them both. You've heard also what... Everyone's heard of Diary of a CEO because uh, Stephen Butler's doing loads of good PR on that. But the other yeah. one, um, not everyone's heard of that. I don't think they're good, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're great. Um, they're, they're brilliant. I mean, there's something that I, like I said, doing this podcast and having the sort of um. Just to, just to keep me to keep, even though I love cars, it's it's hard to sort of edit every edit things and sort of to take it all apart and sort of I struggle concentrating. So it, it's it's taking it and making it bite sized But yeah, mm, no, I can I can relate to the struggle concentrating thing. Um, but yeah, I mean the fact that you're doing this podcast and you're doing it aside from working like full time is is amazing because not everybody does that i don't think everybody sees that side of any kind of creating whether it's a podcast whether it's youtube tiktok instagram like whatever people are creating i don't think people think about the mechanics of it and what has to be given up in order to do it yeah like you have to give up a lot of things and i think stuff like this mindset working on mindset working on understanding yourself and things like breathing techniques coping with stress is really important because it's very full-on working and doing create creative stuff because to create you have to make space for it so how do you do it you've got to perform at a higher level right no it's exactly right and you've got to be able to like you say cope with stress and sort of 
think outside you say think outside the box and stuff and look at look at different ways of doing things and how to maintain at that level as well it's not just hitting that level because if you just hit that level once there's no balance to it but if you're able to hit it consistently like you say you can create more you can do more you can be you can be the best version of you in a, not in a really cringy way but you yeah, can yeah you basically maximize your chances of success yeah for sure for sure and so yeah, okay cool. yeah interesting. thank you no worries. And so that's a good question. Where did this side of you come from, I guess? Which side? I guess the, the sort of wanting to learn. Because not, not everyone, most people, I guess, are quite happy with what they have. They're sort of, sort of they, they have their job, they have their passions, they have their hobbies, and they're happy with that. But what makes you go, I want to be the best, I want, I want more, I want sort of, like you say, to be as successful as I can with, with the YouTube channel and the TikToks and whatnot? Um... I think since I was a kid, I've always had this thing of being like that. I always want to do different stuff. I get very obsessed with what I like. I want. I get obsessed in the respect that if I like something, I want it all the time. I want a lot of it. And I've, I mean, I've set up and done different businesses and to a good level as well. But then after time, it's just I've outgrown it or, or, or it's not me anymore. And I just I'm. I don't know. I, I think partially it's a personality thing. Part, partially it's probably, um, you know, growing up and having as much as everybody else and then not having as much as any everybody else, like, you know, like childhood things. And then part of it, I think, is also part of, like, my brain and how it's wired. I don't have the same brain as other people. I think very no. differently. And that's because of, you know, I'm neurodivergent. I don't have a neurotypical mind. I'm very hyper-focusing. I'm very obsessive about stuff. You know, I, 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 like I said, if I like something, I want to do it all the time. And I don't just want to half-ass stuff. It, I mean, sometimes you can't help but half-ass stuff. You don't really have a choice. But, you know, as much as I can be the best, I want to be the best. I want to do the best that I can and see what happens. I think what's the point, if not? Yeah. And how to... You, you mentioned that you had ADHD and stuff and being neurodivergent, not that I know what that is, but how, I guess for people listening, how do you cope with that? How do you not cope with it? How do you make the most of it? Well, it is cope with it because it is actually classes of disability. I know some people don't like to call it that, but it is actually like, if we're going to just talk about facts, it, it is actually, a, you know, an actual disability recognised in the UK and many other countries. Um, how do I deal with it? I didn't get diagnosed that long ago. I actually got diagnosed in lockdown. I've lived my whole life without knowing that I had this thing and it's mad it's mental because it's really an elephant in the room really it makes a lot of things make sense um but i'm still learning how to cope with it um to be honest it's i'm i can't lie and say yeah i know exactly how to cope with it because i absolutely don't yeah. um I, I, the things that i do are I, I try and do some meditation i try and, and have some time off i try and I don't know. I, I try and, and, and make my needs because they can sometimes be a bit different to other people. I try to make them clear to others if I'm going to be working with them. Um, I understand that sometimes I need time away from people. I need time away from light and loads of sounds. And sometimes going to the supermarket needs to be done at a different time to everybody else because it's overwhelming or yeah. just things like that. I'm still working on it. I'm still not like 100%, you know, I've mastered my ADHD. I don't think anybody ever does. I think you just you you just kind of try out different stuff and see what happens. No, brilliant. And so when you found out and you sort of was, was it like a massive sort of relief? How how was the moment of being not being recognised, being being recognised and sort of maybe being more being more with with yourself if that makes sense? Um, it answered a lot of questions. So it was a relief. Thing is, I diagnosed myself. I knew I had it. I'm not a hypochondriac, so I know if I've got something right. I know myself very well. I'm very good at research. That's a very good ADHD thing. Like, I can find out everything about everything. And my friends will always come to me, Abigail, can you find out about, out about this? And I can, because I just, I don't know, it's just a skill that I have. And so I went down the rabbit hole thinking I had this thing. Turns out I have this thing. Wasn't surprised. Relief is a good emotion. Part of me being honest, being completely hand on heart honest, there was a, a modicum of what's the emotion? Grief. Okay. Maybe grief. Maybe grief. Is grief the right word? There was some negative emotion because 
I got expelled from school twice. I spent a lot of time being excluded. I spent time in pupil referral units. All of my um, school reports say things like, um, has potential but cannot concentrate. Well, if you look at the main characteristic of ADHD, cannot concentrate. So it was, it, it was quite upsetting, actually. You know, I did shed some tears over it. That's gone now. It's fine. It's done. But being honest, at the time, I, I was a bit upset. Some angry immersion, some grief kind of immersion grieving kind of a childhood that perhaps I could have had or an education I could have had. But quickly got out, but I have to be honest, I did feel that way because I didn't get the support I needed. And I was really put down by teachers and, mm. and peers for, for not being able to do things that I just couldn't do and, and, and still sometimes can't do because I, I, I do have something and I try my best to overcome that as much as possible because I spent my whole life doing it. But yeah. There was some negative emotion. I have to be honest about that. No, I think I completely understand. I mean, I'm I'm not massively dyslexic, but I did get diagnosed. This was like midway through my um, GCSEs. So, and and they didn't only only help they give you is extra time. But the problem with dyslexia is I only know what I know. So, I, hey, you give me extra time in an exam, I might be done ten minutes, or twenty minutes into the exam. So I do I understand what you mean. I go right like during primary school was like, or even most of secondary school, you go like I couldn't have done these things anyway but you like you say you get the report cards that go has potential but never fulfills it like you're always left empty you know never completely fulfilled and I think that's what makes sense with and it's important to get diagnosed as early as possible for if you realize that even self-diagnosing nothing wrong with that at all because if you like you say if you're going to go into a rabbit hole and go I know I want to know everything about this this disability this this problem and you can identify fully with it then you might as well just take it in stride and go forward with go forward with it with pride. Mm. No, for sure, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't think I'd probably got excluded from school or thrown out of school. I mean, I left at fifteen. Um, but looking back, you know, everything happened how it was meant to happen, and it made me a very strong person, very resilient person. It also made me thinking about it now. This is a weird epiphany, but probably, you know, quite good at dealing with rejection. Yeah, because I used to work in sales. I used to be a business development manager. I used to be a sales manager. You know, different roles I've had where you have to deal with rejection. I just, think, I just personally didn't give a shit about rejection, and I've got this kind of don't give, give a shit attitude. I think it's probably, you know, all those years of being told this stuff and not believing it, and still going for my dreams and thinking I'll show you that's, yeah, it's, you know, it's worked out better for me in the end if you if you think about it. Yeah, it sounds like it's built a real resilience. Yeah, I'm like an ogre now, many layers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant! And so, with with the I guess um, moving more towards the cars sort of things, um, would you would you drive on a daily basis? What is your go to at the moment? Um, for my sins at the moment, I'm driving a Range Rover Evoque, but it, I've had it three years. Um, next month, so I'll be going back next month, and. As crazy as this is, I don't currently have an, a replacement. There's a few ideas I'm chucking around, but nothing's stuck yet. So we'll have see. You, yeah. Have you watched any of your previous content? <laughs> I might give you. I know. Idea. No, I mean, <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I like to live on the edge with some stuff, you know. Um, so it's going to be exciting to scrub around and see what I can get. Um, but yeah, I do watch my own videos. Um, I'm great at helping other people choose their cars, and I can choose my own. It's just. Sometimes you've got to wait till certain things are aligned to see what's going to work best for you. For example, if I've got to travel more, I might choose a different car. Do you see what I mean? I'm just waiting yeah. for a few things so I know a few things that are, that are happening and then I'm going to have to choose a car slightly based on that, really, which might sound ridiculous, but it will set the tone for the future. I can't say too much about it, but it's just that's what I'm waiting for. But I'm not I'm not worried I find it quite funny, actually. Well, you're looking for a car and haven't haven't chosen yet. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, really. I know that sounds crazy, but yeah, I just I just don't know just yet. I've got a few ideas. It's not like I don't know exactly what I want at all. I do know what I want, but it's just which, let's say, fuel source, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Have, and have you got a favourite sort of a favourite sort of car in each sort of um, category? Yeah, of course I do. Um, it's hard to pinpoint one though, right? I mean, electric cars, um, my three faves are the, the, the Porsche Taycan, 
the Polestar 2, the one with performance pack, which is the one that I reviewed. I love that car. And I also really like the Cooper Bourne, especially the okay. Boost. They've yeah. been my three faves that, um, that I've driven. Um, and then petrol-ed-wise, I love the Toyota GR Yaris, which is what I'm looking at getting. Um, obviously, that's petrol. I love it. I just absolutely very, love it. It's very petrol, yeah. Yeah, it's very petrol. So I love that. I mean, there's loads of stuff. It's really difficult to pick just 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 one. I love the GR Yaris. Um, then I love classics. Obviously, they're petrol. It, it, it's hard. It, it's hard to it's hard to pick. But I love loads of stuff. Oh, brilliant. I mean, people ask me on my TikTok lives a lot. What's your dream three or five car garage? It's like it's really difficult to pick. I've been a bit spoiled. I was going to say, you're going to hate the end of this podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That is, that is one of the questions I have to, like, I have to end with, uh, is in your three-car garages, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, yeah, we'll try. We'll try my best. Well, it's easy. Just pick three random ones. You don't have to, you don't have to keep them. There's, no one's going to hold, hold you to it. Things change. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Circumstances change. They might all disappear. You might not have to buy one. So, Abigail, what is your i guess oh, oh, the motivation behind sort of carrying on with 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 youtube and the tiktoks i know you said it's the community but sort of you want to become the the sort of the best the biggest version of you but what is the the intrinsic motivation i guess um the intrinsic motivation i, I hmm, that's a really good question to be honest um i do this as my job I don't know if you know that now, but this is my this is my my thing now. So obviously, I want to be successful and have a long successful career in what I'm doing. Yeah. So obviously, the two go hand in hand. To be able to have longevity doing what I'm doing and not just, you know, some people start and then don't finish, or some people start and, and change their minds. I just want a long career doing what I'm doing and and, and more. That's that's the intrinsic motivator you can't give up you can't stop you've got to just keep going just see how far you can push it how much can you achieve what can you do i'm a person that's very all or nothing and i'm all so i just want it i just want to do it all i want to experience as many things as i can you know you you've got to remember death i know that sounds really dark but um I'm a Muslim, we're often taught, you know, you should always remember death. And whether you're Muslim or not, I still think that's a really uh, powerful thing. Like, you are going to die. You are not promised next week. You're not promised to wake up in the morning. So just live life as much as you can. Do as much as you can. Live to the fullest. Take risks. Um, and, and, and just, you know, try and enjoy doing it. So, yeah, they're my motivators. I'm going to die. I want to be the best. I want to do as much as I can and, and, and see and achieve as much as I can. And another thing is, is the, the bigger your platform gets, the more that you can help others. And something yeah. that's really, really important to me, not just in automotive, but in life, is to, 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 to be able to help people and also elevate people that are like me. And I don't just mean they look like me. I mean, I'm mixed race, I'm Muslim. I'm from Bradford, which is a you know an area with a lot of poverty. I have neurodivergence. These are all things that 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 can make things more difficult for you in life, um, you know. And whether people want to admit it or not, it's true. And if I've got a platform where I can help people um, achieve more, or you know, get introduced to the world of automotive, or you know, feel empowered or confident in what they're doing, you know, and go out there and live the dreams, and I'm going to do it. That's what I want to do. The bigger my platform is, the more that I can do that. And um, I want to help people who are like me, who are like me, because you know, as a mixed race, I know I don't look it, but I am, and I was treated as such. Um, you know, as a, a white and black Caribbean girl in Bradford. Um, that, that couldn't behave and was always in trouble, kicked out of school at 15. What prospects would you think that I had on paper? Yeah. Absolutely jack shit, Harry. You know, like, I, I understand um, that not everybody is able to reach their dreams because they don't know someone else who did it. They don't have someone who's looking out for them. They don't have family that care about them, parents that care about them. They don't have good friends. They don't have an environment that makes them feel safe. If I can do something for some people, I'm going to need a bigger platform. I'm going to need more money. Yeah. 
the bigger platform you have, the more money that you have, the more that you can help others. And I mean, you can help others, um, you know, um, even if you don't have those things, but to magnify it, to reach more people. And that is really important to me. So that is also a driving factor. I always have to think about my why with stuff. And of course, I want to be successful. I want to live my dreams, but I want to help other people live theirs. And you have to do these things to to help others. Yeah. And was all this process you, you finding your why, was that, is that maybe what has given you all of this sort of get up and go? Yeah. And also, I don't like to fail. Like, I don't like to, like, as a kid, like, being ridiculed a lot and, and, and you know, not being accepted by people or, um, you know, you know, teachers used to make fun of me. Like, I was yeah, always no. the bad kid. I was always, you know, uh, put down. Like, it gives you this internal thing when you've been through some shit in life that says, well, I'm going to show you. And that is part of my internal driver. I'm going to show you. I can do it. And I, I am not what you said I was. And I will help other people that were made to feel like me or potentially have felt like me do the same thing. That is, you know, deep down, that's the internal driver. No, I You've love it. Yeah. In, into the passion. You've got to, the, 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 the negative, the bad can be used for good. It doesn't have to just stay bad. But not every kid knows how to use it. And it's about... The more I build my platform, the more that I do well, I can help people do that. And that's important to me. Yeah. And for those listening, was that how, I guess, was it was it easy then to change um, career? Was it was it easy to go down this whole path of creation because you knew all this stuff? Or was this all stuff that you've recently had to sort of think about? What do you mean, like creating content? Yeah. Like, so, so when you went from, obviously, over lockdown, and you went, I guess, when, when did you make the decision to go, full-time creator not just part-time with with a passion okay um that took a while so it's been like a year since i like started to take like started tiktok let's say yeah. uh, maybe a year and a month something like that um and it, it, it was never the it wasn't the goal until later on like that that point took a while to come I'd go to, you know, I started to gain traction. I started to gain a community, which is great. And, you know, I'm blessed. Um, but you can only start monetizing it when you have a commodity, when people can see that you are going somewhere and when you start to create really good content. Like, it took a while to get to that point. It wasn't like I started it and I was like, I want to monetize this. I didn't want to monetize it. It just started to grow organically. And then those opportunities started to seem real and possible for me. So it, it, it's all happened really organically. I can't say, oh, I, you know, I, I wanted to get a brand deal. I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. That was not on the agenda. This was not meant to overtake my business. I was happy with my business. Yeah. And it, it, it just literally happened really organically. Like, to me, this was my destiny. That might sound really like woozy, fairy, but I got internal nudges to do this and I'm a very intuitive person. Intuition is really important, whatever you do in life and you have to really trust yourself. And it's something that you, comes and goes in a wave. Sometimes you do trust yourself, you know, because you really know what you're doing. Sometimes you don't so much and sometimes, oh shit, I should have listened, you know? So I got these internal nudges. I know I was meant to do this, but I didn't know it was meant to go to this level. Yeah. Yeah, does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. Thank you for that. And it's very, very clear, very well explained. Um, oh, sort of, yeah, no, I, I completely get it because that's like the, the aiming for brand deals. I'm being very honest now. I could probably edit this out. But that sounds like me. So when I, when I started this podcast, as much as I love sort of speaking to people, amazing people like yourself and getting to learn how, how you tick and sort of what's going on behind the scenes of the, the automotive industry, this podcast was way for me to get in touch with that side of me to speak to race mechanics um youtubers sort of anyone in that space and I'm, i've started this podcast and i've gone right i want to get a brand deal i want to get um sponsors i want to push this as far as possible so i guess is that am i doing that the right way then is, is that is that a way to do it and you just done it your way um, I don't think there's a right and wrong way. Everyone's path's different. And I don't think it's wrong for you having that desire to do that. I think sometimes people are a bit like that. Like, I'm not saying, like, I didn't, you know, I didn't ever want to do this and that. I'd see people do it. I think, well, well, one day, but it wasn't important to me because I had yeah. another business. So I guess that's different. 
um you know i think that it's it's a good thing that you want to get um brand deals and you want to get sponsorships because you understand that money has to come from somewhere right yeah. like people are like oh how much does tiktok pay for x amount of video but i've had viral videos you don't get paid much so where's the money going to come from people have got all these grandiose ideas of yeah i want to do this i want to do that yeah but how are you going to do that like where's the money going to come from so to me it's very clever that you know that you need brand deals and you need sponsorships because some people just think that the platforms pay you and whilst they do pay you it's nothing astronomical Mm. unless you're huge and even then you're then at the mercy of the algorithm you know so i i don't think it's a bad thing um and i think the best way to go about it is just keep doing what you do keep loving what you do and keep providing value and building a community because community is what they are looking for really um there's many people with lots of followers but little to no engagement it's about Mm. the engagement levels and to have good engagement you have to be providing value no engagement means you've not provided value if it's just you going on and on whereas to me you are providing value so the best way to go about getting better deals is what do other people that are doing something similar to you, not necessarily in the same industry, but where do their sponsors come from? Who are their sponsors? Who would you like to be your sponsor? What, who, like, who would your brand deal be with? Like, think about those things. It doesn't have to necessarily be that company, but start to think about, like, how could that brand integrate with your your podcast or, yeah. or whatever channel it is that you're wanting to do it? How can they integrate into what you're doing and who is your audience because that's a big thing is your audience the kind of person that would benefit from what that brand did like you can't go taking any brand deal you know selling lipstick we you custom you know you you're the people in your audience don't wear lipstick so it's kind of not really going to work is it you know you've got no, a petrol podcast you've got a you've got a, an ev company sponsoring it doesn't make sense. So like start to think like that and think about ways that you could get an integration and what's in it for them. You at the end of the day, you've got to provide value with that brand deal, not only just for you for, for the brand, but also for your audience. So if you start to think about that, you'll start to get ideas then that will attract those types of people. But a lot of it is the numbers and a lot of it is the engagement. It's not necessarily about the highest numbers. It's is this going to convert? Is this going to provide value to the to the company as well? So yeah, all those things. And I think that it's really good that you want to do that. Yeah, no, thank you. So it comes to the point where I now ask these questions um, at the end of the podcast. And sure. are you ready? Because the first one is, what is your dream? Not dream three cars, I guess. Dream three cars is a Mercedes three hundred SL. Which Lovely. is the gold wing. The gold wing. Yeah, no, yeah. Great choice. The old gold wing. Yeah. Um, I also really like a Mercedes Pagoda, which is the poor man's gold wing. That's what it was kind of known as. Okay. Uh, it was cheap, cheaper version of a gold wing. Uh, didn't have gold, you know, gold doors, but um, still very beautiful classic. And I would also really like, mm, I really love, I really love a tar- the Targa, the new Targa okay. yeah. 4S. That's what I would like. That They're my three cars that I would like. I'd be very happy with those three. It's interesting how they're all German and two of those are classics. So. I didn't even think about the fact that they were German, but hey <laughs> No, you've picked a great country. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and the next one is, you have any, any track, any road um, and one car. So where are you going? What are you taking? I'd really like to drive on the Nürburgring. I've not done that yet. Yeah. And I would drive. It'd be funny to try to cater in there. Oh. <laughs> That'd be funny. I just like to do anything that's funny. I'd drive anything there. I'd drive a tractor. I'm not bothered. I'll drive. Oh, you cake. should do it. Yeah. Not the most petrol-led response. As much as I'm a petrol-led, I'm also a nutter. So I'll literally drive anything but i'd love to drive anything anything on there no i think i'd love to see a tractor be driven around the number so if you get a chance to do that let, let me know <laughs> i really want to drive a tractor that's on the bucket list um so yeah maybe not the Nürburgring, ring but i will at some point drive a tractor i know it 
No, brilliant. That's brilliant. That's up there. And the last sort of question is, if you have any advice for a budding sort of content creator, what would it be? I have much, 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 much advice. But the, the three things I would say is always ask you why and always ask what are you providing to others? Like the service that you provide to others is very important. I think so many people don't think about it. Like what, why are people coming to you? What are you helping them with, with, or, or how are you entertaining them or educating them in, in something? Hmm. Um, that's really important. So always refer to that. Uh, number two is even if other people don't like your content or if you don't get the kind of, um, you know, the kind of views that you like, don't give up. Don't just think, oh, this hasn't popped off. I've not gone viral overnight. Going viral has got actually little to no, like... Um, there's no, there's no little... like, predictability to it. Well, no. It's got, no, no, I mean, it's got little to no, like, effect. Like, you might get an uplift of followers, but they may not necessarily be people that are your people. So viral should never be the the goal the goal yep. should be providing value creating a community engagement have you got a decent engagement rate and if people don't like your content you can keep changing it up you don't have to keep doing the same stuff as long as you're enjoying it as long as you're providing value you'll find your people but keep doing it you might not get even in six months people may not still you know be really getting on with your content but don't stop it's not an overnight thing i mean my i i've been very blessed that my career has, has skyrocketed but it was still a year of hard graft. Do you know what I of mean? Course. Like to yeah. get to this level. So, and not everything that I do, people liked. Some of my best videos doesn't pop off. Like some videos that didn't take me very long to do at all. So don't get too emotionally attached to the work. And the last one, number three is when you do get to the point when you're doing things like brand deals and sponsorships and paid stuff, always make sure that you look at the small print. Don't accept any money just for anything, make sure that it's fair, make sure that you are being fairly compensated, make sure that you own your work. And if yeah. they don't, if, if you don't want to own it and they're going to own it, how long, you know, what are they allowed to do with it? Um, and are they paying you extra for it? Make sure that you always look at the terms. Don't accept anything that's going to, you know, go against your personal values, go against the values of your community. Don't go against, some, don't, don't, you know, uh, promote something that you don't believe in. And always look at the at the legals. Like I have my own solicitor that draws up my own contract for every brand deal. It is important. There are companies out there that are absolute vultures that will send you a 30-page document wanting your soul, things that you didn't agree are in there. You need to seek help. You need to invest in, you know, speaking to solicitor. Yeah. And that might sound really expensive to some people, but if you're really serious about building a brand, you're really serious about, about this being a job, you have to invest, whether it's camera equipment or, you know, in backdrops or in someone to edit or film for you or, or you know, props, anything like that. And a solicitor, even just advice, is an important investment. I was told that by a very astute business person and um, it's really paid dividends really pay dividends so just make sure that you're looking at the legals this is a business and what you have companies want don't let them take it from you without paying you what's fair very important oh brilliant and um yeah thank you very much abigail it's been an absolute pleasure it's very honest and refreshing to uh, hear someone speak so passionately about what they're doing thank you well i am passionate i think if i wasn't then i wouldn't be able to do it because you know sometimes working seven days I was working like te over 10 days uh, in the last in the, in the last two weeks without a break like it's very full-on and if you don't love what you're doing you, you, you'll just stop doing it so yeah I hope that you found value from what I've said and if anyone's ever got any uh, questions please feel free to ask me I'm always uh, happy to help other creators uh, if you've got any car questions do ask but yeah it was it was great and I hope that this provided some value it definitely has for me, and I hope I'm pretty sure it will be for everyone else that listens. So, so thank you very much. Good. And if anyone's listening, you can put me in a tractor on the Nurburgring. That's um, true, you, JCB. Yeah, yeah JCB. <laughs> if you're listening, or even John Deere. <laughs> any... <laughs> yeah, any tractor brand will do. Oh, brilliant.
Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me. I want to be honest with you, going back to this conversation, I was utterly stunned by Abigail's determination and vulnerability to express all sides of herself and to let us know that she too has problems, but she isn't just sitting idly by. She is learning more about herself and trying to perform at the highest level. There is some real value in what Abigail has to say about being authentic and sticking by yourself no matter what. And I believe that Abigail and I have the same philosophy around content creating, being that having it the being the best, you can make it. And on the days that you're not feeling your best, making sure you're still showing up. I talk about wanting Ignition to become a community, and I mean it. So I ask if you have enjoyed today's episode. I would love it if you could just share the podcast with at least one person. Maybe you need some motivation, some inspiration, or just something to listen to in the car. These conversations aren't necessarily about the automotive industry. The topics discussed can be applied to all walks of life. And even if they help one person, I have done what I set out to do. I am also looking for people who want to be on the podcast. So if you or someone you know think you'd make a good guest on the podcast, please email info at ignitionpod.com. Additionally, if you give us a follow at we are ignition on Instagram, you can join our community. So with that being said, I'm Harry and this is Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening. <laughs>